Welcome to the Spiritual AF Life Podcast, a magical place where your host, Heather Danielle, psychic medium, will bring the mystical woo-woo world down to earth in practical ways. Tune in every Monday for your weekly reading and on Wednesdays to hear fascinating conversations with spiritual experts, uplifting stories, and deep dives into the metaphysical world, all to help you tap into the invisible guidance that's all around you. It's time to start living a spiritual AF life. Have you ever met Get someone? Get cozy. The conversation is for starting some now. reason, they are just speaking to your heart or you feel like you've known them your whole life. Or maybe they seem so familiar to you, but you know you never met them. Oftentimes, these are what can be called kindred spirits. A lot of times I feel that these are people that we have had many, many lifetimes with. And when those people are put into our path in this life, I always think to myself that it is for a divine reason. And I always try to figure out the reason why they're in my life. So I pay attention to a lot of things that they say, and I take it as signs from my spirit guide that I need to listen. I really can benefit from what this person is saying. And I'm asking you this question because our guest on today's episode gave me that feeling. And I would love to know if you get the same feeling about her because I absolutely adore her. I feel like it's a kindred spirit. I honestly feel like she's part of like our group. So if you listen to my podcast, if you're part of the Rise into Power group on Facebook, if you are part of the Coffee and Cards Club, or if you just join me on Coffee and Cards on Sundays, you are part of like our little group. You're part of the little spiritual tribe. And I feel like she's just like one of us, that she just belongs in our little our little tribe, our little group. So before I introduce her and get you all the warm and fuzzies of her in our conversation today, I do have to make one quick announcement. And that is that the Coffee and Cards Club is going up in price. And today, when you listen to this, is the very last day that you can lock in the $7 a free trial and also lock in the monthly payment for the membership, okay? So we do two monthly development circles so you can practice your intuition, you can practice your psychic and mediumship abilities. We also have office hours. We have an amazing community where you can practice if you want or just be around like-minded people. And that's the reason why I'm bringing it up right now is because like I love Lisa and she is our guest today and then hopefully you love Lisa too. And then if you are missing those people in your life, if you're missing some besties like that, if you are going around every day and you're just surrounded by people who don't get you and who don't understand you, then I really do encourage you to look at the club because that's honestly one of the biggest feedback that I get on the club is that the community. And I would really like you to not feel so alone. And I would like for you to have a place to open up to your spirituality, even if that means that you don't even know what that is yet. <laughs> Just because you don't want to be a reader and things like that doesn't mean that you can't open up because your intuition, your spirit guides are always talking to you to make your life easier so you don't have to worry so much, so you don't have to stress out so much, so that you don't make things worse in your life sometimes. You know, sometimes I think we're just like toddlers, just creating a big old mess for our spirit guides <laughs> to help us clean up. But anyways, I wanted you to know that you can go ahead and reach out to me at heatherdaniellemedium um, at gmail.com if you want to do that. I'll put the link in the show notes. And 
Hopefully you will join us, take a peek around, see if you love it. If not, you can always cancel it, okay? No big deal. All right, now back to our guest of honor today on our show. It is Lisa. Lisa, oh my gosh, I swear. I just feel like she talked to my heart um, throughout this whole entire episode. And she just gives us so much information that can really, really help you out on your day-to-day life and also help you understand a little bit more about yourself, okay? So what she is going to be talking about today is honestly a part of astrology, and that is called the Chiron effect. And it is located in your birth chart within astrology. And she has really honed in on this and she became the expert. So if you don't understand what in the world I'm talking about right now, don't worry. We're going to dive into it into this podcast. But a little bit about her is that she's actually from New Orleans, right? NOLA. And um, she's also resides in Los Angeles, California. She's a therapist, believe it or not. She's certified in EMDR level one, but She's also Reiki level two certified. Isn't that so cool? And she's a thought coach from the Institute of Transformational Thinking in also Los Angeles. So she has a private practice. She works with people one-on-one. She is truly, truly amazing. And she is basically a perfect blend of the woohoo world and also the down-to-earth practical world as well, okay? She also hosts a weekly podcast called All Things Therapy. 100%. I think that you should just also like maybe subscribe to her and listen in on a couple of her episodes because what's really great about it is that she is a little woohoo. And so it's really neat to find someone that is so spiritual, that's giving off such great information that can really help us lead healthier lives and live better lives. And for me, it's about answering those questions on why I am the way I am. Okay. So love her to death. And she also has a book called The Chiron Effect. Okay. I will link everything for her in the show notes. But the reason why I'm bringing up this book is because I had major like fan vibes, if, if you will. Like I was just so smitten before with Lisa before I even met her because her book was endorsed by the His Holiness, the 14th Dalai Lama. I love the Dalai Lama. I am not sure if there's anybody on earth that doesn't. Well, actually, there are people on earth that don't like the Dalai Lama. <laughs> Anyways, but I don't think anyone listening here doesn't like him. And I was just like fangirling, like, OMG, WTF, like the Dalai Lama knows about your book and he literally said something about it. Like, oh my gosh. So I have, I'm definitely getting my book and I hope that you grab it too. Well, definitely listen in, see if this really speaks to you the way that it did me. And then maybe you will want to go ahead and pick it up and learn more. So without further ado, let's get into the conversation with Lisa now. Hey, Lisa, thanks so much for joining me today. Heather, thank you so much for having me on the spiritual as fuck AF. <laughs> How do you say it? AF life. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> oh my God. I totally freaking love it. Yes. And I think that you're going to like just join in perfectly with our family. And 
I have to tell you something. I am so happy that you are on in this moment in time because astrology has been showing up so much in the readings I'm doing. So I'm a psychic medium. I do yeah. lots of readings and astrology is huge. I have no idea how many people I've told in the last few months. I'm like, get your birth chart read. Like this is something that's really coming through strong. And people in my life are always like, Heather, why don't you learn astrology? And I'm like, that is a beast, isn't it? <laughs> it's huge. Well, tell me this, Heather, being a psychic medium, the thing that really helped me to understand astrology as, as a blueprint, so to speak, of our propensities and vulnerabilities, and at one time felt kind of rejecting of it because I'm like, somebody wrote that for me. And then I had this download. No, they didn't. I wrote my own chart. And like I wrote, like we wrote our own charts, just like we create our lives. And it took me actually quite a few years to really fully embrace and feel into the depth of that, that your astrology is not something prescribed to you. It is written by you. And I wonder if that resonates and what you know and understand as a medium and in communication with spirit and. Oh, my God. Gosh, I never thought of that before. And I real I know everything where, you know, we signed our soul contracts, you know, mm -hmm. we created our blueprint, but it never occurred to me until right now, until you said it. Oh my gosh. Like so we, we have it. ourselves to blame. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But, and the good news is we can change because we have free will that something we created that I think most of us don't even remember creating certain life contracts and agreements. I think that we wanted to have coming into this human experience as a spiritual being that can easily be forgotten that we can change based on what we're experiencing. If it's undesirable, it's a matter of starting to live into a different version. What do I want to experience instead? And then really becoming that person. Oh my gosh. Okay. We definitely need to like open up that onion, but before we do, how in the world did you get started with this? You know, just life, living my life. And I feel like being a curious person, I've always been super curious about life, about things. And in meditation over seven years ago now, just asking the universe and myself, what, why is it that I still experience anxiety and sometimes might feel a little depressed? And I've been in therapy. I have a lot of self-care. What is going on here? And for my clients as well that are so high functioning often individuals like what is it that we might be missing if that's if that's even a thing and I was just led the word Chiron popped up and as I started to research and Google and explore I learned so many things about Chiron and most importantly leading to this astrological aspect and our birth chart that I don't think is often talked about or read about because it doesn't sound as cool as like where your Venus is pertaining to your love life or your rising sign, your sun sign that we all know off the cuff. Chiron really identifying an area of vulnerability and on a spectrum, including core wounding, deep places within us that we made meaning through something hard or traumatic that happened that maybe we're not valuable. Maybe people don't get or understand us. And we start to create these behaviors and kind of the mask you hear, the mask we wear to try to avoid or compensate for these things and beliefs we have about ourselves. But it, it kind of takes us further away from, I think, loving ourselves. And I wonder what you think about that. 
and in each other. Oh my gosh. Like, no, what, I think you're speaking my language and everybody's listening um, language. I feel like we're totally hearing you and are, are totally on point with that. But I do have to ask for some of us, because I get asked this all the time is first off, like, what is your birth chart? Like some people don't understand what that is. Can sure. you tell us what it is and what's included? And yeah, a birth chart is like, I imagine, you know, you know, your sun sign, a birth chart is kind of a snapshot of the stars, of the planets when you were born. And it's generated by your date of birth, your place of birth. And if you have it, your time of birth, which just can give a little more detail, but just your date of birth and place of birth is important. And again, I'm a psychotherapist. I'm not a professional astrologer. So I have in the back of my book, some referrals to astrologers I really love working with. So for me, it was Chiron, this placement, which is very psychological and spiritual, having to do with vulnerability and core wounding and the meaning we make about ourselves, especially when we go through things that are hard. So that's where I really focus on, Heather, is that Chiron aspect of our birth chart. Does that answer the question? Yeah. Now tell me a little more about it. Is it like a house like, or, or is it like the energy? Like what is sure. it in the chart? Okay. So Chiron in astronomy was discovered in the early seventies. I learned by an astronomer who noted it to have an odd elliptical orbit between the planets of Saturn and Uranus. And in astronomy, Chiron, C-H-I-R-O-N is designated as both a comet and a minor planet which is kind of odd and unique. And it was named Chiron after the Greek centaur Chiron, the founding father of the healing arts, of medicine, of therapy. And there's actually a reference, Heather, in our lives on a potentially daily basis driving down the street and you see a doctor's office and there's the staff of medicine, the, the staff with the two snakes. Yes. that That's the staff of Asclepius that Chiron gave to Asclepius, who he tutored in Greek mythology about the medical and healing arts. And I thought that was so cool. Like this Chiron reference, the centaur is is everywhere. And what's interesting about Chiron is that most, most centaurs of that time in mythological Greece were warring centaurs. They were like warriors. And, and Chiron was different because he had insight and he had empathy. And he also had the, the, our human ability to reason and to put ourselves in other people's shoes, which is what empathy is. And so he really could balance kind of like the sexual aggressive impulses and wants that we have and mediate them with consciousness, with awareness, with, with, you know, what, what is being like moral, what are my morals? And so he really understood this complexity of being human unlike a lot of the Greek gods who were just immortal and and just kind of in their own realm, ethereal realm. And Chiron was wounded by this poisonous arrow, not meant for him, but ended up wounding him. And that's when he felt really frail and vulnerable and asked Zeus if, if he could trade places with an immortal that was, you know, wanted like be like leave his godship, like not become a, an immortal god and just like pass away. And so Chiron, it's like a really cool mythological story, just having to do with the things in life that kind of smack us around emotionally. Things like 
being abandoned, Chiron in the sign of cancer. So Chiron is found in one of the 12 astrological signs. Chiron in Gemini, a core wounding and empathetic attunement, which has to do with being heard and understood empathetically and accurately. And I know this is where you shared your Chiron is. And it's an experience of, of being misunderstood, a feeling like, okay, that's not what I said or what I meant. And this could have happened younger, earlier in your life. And it can be really frustrating. And I don't know if that's even accurate or true for you. Sometimes a person can be bullied with Chiron in Gemini, or conversely, they might have been a bully because to be heard, they found resourceful ways to be heard, which might have including included, you know, bullying others. So I don't know if any of this is resonating. Oh my gosh. I love all of this, by the way. So first off, like I actually felt emotional when you were talking about this. And so I always say that if you are getting an emotional over something, that means that your soul is talking to you. Yeah. So 100%. And then I also just want to say to anyone who's listening right now is that I have a link in the show notes that goes right to Lisa's website to where you can go ahead and figure out where um, your Chiron placement is. That's correct. Awesome. Right, Lisa? Thank you. you yes, you got it. Okay. Just in case too, anybody wants to be like, okay, like where is mine at? I have to know right now. Cause I know that as soon as I heard about this, I was like, I have to. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so for those who are listening, I realized that mine was Gemini and like, does it matter what house it's in? You know, the um, house placement, you'll be able to retrieve if you know your time of birth. And that really reveals where this vulnerability or wounding manifests in your life. So the area of your life. And I think you said the fifth house. Yes. From and what that, I said yeah. earlier on in life, is that, was that what it says? Well, often I think these the meaning we make about ourselves, I think, is is created and developed when we are younger and our families of origin to bring in that psychological piece that something happens and the way that we're treated or responded to, we either derive a sense that like we're important and we have value and we're loved and we can do anything. Or if the response is more critical, abusive, even traumatic, we start to create meanings like we're, we're unworthy and we're you know, we're not valuable. And in fact, we need to people please and do whatever it is to hide who we are, even be a chameleon to try to get our needs met. So I, the placement really speaks to how you created beliefs about yourself in this world. Wow. And I don't know why, but like when you were talking, I was like, okay, that's a story of my life. So, so far, wow. everything that you have said about okay. the Gemini and even right now is 100% like me, my life. And I think it's really awesome too, to connect the dots. That's why I'm like, okay, everybody needs to go ahead and run to your website and um, figure out um, where the Chiron placement is. And yeah, is that what you think too? Like this is- No, like, I do. I want to say thank you for that. I really appreciate that because- I think that when we start to, and, and just one thing about you personally, like you being a podcaster is a way that you've naturally healed this wounding and empathetic attunement, because here you are, you're speaking to an audience who love you, who vibe with you. And I can't help but wonder, has that healed? However it was, you never used to feel heard or understood because you are today. Oh my gosh, girlfriend, I got to tell you some stuff because I think it would also be, you know, yeah. like interesting too, because other people can look back on their life too and see. And it's so funny because I was a cheerleader, but I was a cheerleader because I didn't want to stand out. I wanted to blend in with the crowd. Mm. You know, I also was on the Murray Povich show for talking fast. 
right back in the nineties. Wow. Yeah. And the reason why I would talk really fast was because I knew that I didn't want to take up anybody's time oh. because I never felt like anybody had enough time for me. I never felt like I could express myself. Wow. And even wow. when I did, I just didn't think anybody like understood me. And I just have to tell you one wow. more thing. It's so yeah. funny. I have this picture and for some reason, and I feel like everything happens for a reason. This picture of me when I was about two years old keeps on coming up to my forefront of my mind. And now because I'm having this conversation with you, I'm realizing why it keeps on coming up. And in the picture, I'm crying and I have a bottle and I have one sock that I'm trying to put on. And I, I think I really remember trying to put on the sock because my feet were cold. And this sock in particular, I liked how they felt when they went on, but it was too hard for me at two years old to put this darn sock on. And I remember crying, trying to get help for this darn sock. Oh. And everybody around me oh. is just like laughing at me. And then oh. they're trying to give me a bottle. And I'm like, I don't want I don't want an effing bottle. I just want my sock on my foot. <laughs> like oh. my feet are cold. And these are the only socks I oh. have. And I can't get them on. So I feel like everything that you're saying, like even little things like that, of course, a lot of us and a lot of people listening to I know I've been through a lot of trauma a lot of issues um, I feel like we signed up for a tough life but sometimes it's those little baby moments too that really stand out maybe even when you're older like that happened like what 30 something years ago and I'm still and it's like still, yeah that's a beautiful <laughs> example that really epitomizes what kind of a pain point experience was for you to talk fast and just how these things can really play out in significant ways and now knowing I sense that what you say people do want to listen and you can slow down and say it in any way you want and just how healing that is to start to experience and that you've done that through your show. I think becoming a podcaster was like a brilliant way to that you naturally went about healing that that wound and vulnerability. Yes, I think so too. And especially because of how you talked about Chiron, because that really seems like it's that empathetic nature. It's that giving kind of like energy wherever it sits. And that's yes. the reason why I did was because it's like, okay, I may be one thing, one person or whatever, but if I have something that I could actually help someone, then that's what encourages me to heal. That's what encourages yes. me to keep going forward. Cause it's like, okay, maybe if I do this, then it can help somebody else along their path. I know it sounds so weird, but that's like how I work. <laughs> well, and that's the true significance. And I think take away from anything you've experienced, those of you listening, that's hurt you, that's wounded you, and you made a decision about yourself, about life. And typically that centers in a way that we start to be smaller rather than larger. And we might take up less space rather than more to avoid being hurt again. And that's actually not what you even really want because doing those things don't feel good. You you don't feel good when you shrink yourself or, or hide. You know, what we really want, I think, is to be able to be ourselves and be accepted and, and loved and respected. And it's through the people that you can share your vulnerabilities with and be received well and be loved and support each other that you really are able to be authentic. And I appreciate your show for this opportunity because my core wounding and vulnerability is in the sign of Aries, which speaks to devaluing my own worth. And I know growing up, I didn't feel I wasn't treated in ways where I felt like I was important or worthy. I thought a lot of sourcing love was performance-based and people-pleasing versus what makes me happy and knowing others actually want to see me happy and 
instead of, you know, do you want to see me happy? Like, aren't, aren't I supposed to be making you happy? So it's really unlearning a lot of how you've derived meaning in your life and purpose in your relationships and learning to truly be who you are more authentically. And the people that don't resonate, you'll kind of gravitate away and and so will they. And the ones that you do resonate with are going to be stronger and show up more. And, and it's like a natural progression as you start to heal these parts of yourself. Oh my God. Thank you for sharing that because I find it so interesting, you know, especially like who you're talking to. It's yeah. almost so funny. It's like, I feel like if I were dating now, yeah. I would totally be like, Hey, let me see your birth chart. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. Like, Hey, we yeah. can't go any further. Like I want to see what kind of stuff you signed up for. No. Exactly. Uh, do you have like another example that you can give us of like a common placement of where um, Chiron is located? Because we sure. already talked about Gemini, you talked about Aries. Yeah. And, and what's interesting, Heather, is that Chiron spans from two to eight years in each sign. So for some people, their peers, like in that two to eight year range, you're going to have the same Chiron in the Chiron in the same sign, different house placement, because we're all born at different times, typically, typically, but it's interesting, just how uniquely, though, because Chiron placements, like example, Chiron and Taurus speaks to core wounding by neglect, and neglect could have looked like you had a caretaker with an addiction, and their addiction was their primary relationship. So they neglected you, it might have been through actually having like food and shelter, or it might have been you had food and shelter, but your emotional world was neglected. And you had to learn to like take care of yourself on your own. You might have had a roof over your head and food, but you didn't feel loved or important because your parents' addiction caused them to neglect you. So it can really manifest in different in different ways based on your experience. And yeah, so I think wow. it's so just powerful to have this understanding because there have even been times when I'm feeling abandoned and it might be a real abandonment from someone or like I'm triggered and it's like a perceived abandonment. Well, I'll go read Chiron and Taurus from my own book because I give some practical takeaway steps, things you can start doing today in your own mind with your own self to start to shift and feel better as well as some affirmations because I really love practical wisdom. Like, okay, I see you know, this is what's up. This is what's going on. Yes, I get it. But like, now what? How do I really become happier? And I've learned that sometimes you hear a lot about setting boundaries. Sometimes those boundaries are with others, other human beings in your life. But I've learned oftentimes it's a boundary with yourself. And maybe the boundary might be you need to let yourself have more pleasure. So you might need to set a boundary with work so that you can actually go do things and laugh more and spend time with people who want to be with you. So that's kind of like a unique takeaway too. The boundaries might need to be kind of loosening yours with yourself, or you might need to maybe not text that person anymore that, that consistently hurts your feelings. You might want to let that sit and, and, and go through all the loss, the grief, even that, that, that might provoke and promote within you. And then from there, identify new people and places to hang out or rekindling some old friendships that you remember felt better to you. So you really start to show up differently in your life. And then that, that attracts and really pulls towards you new experiences that are more desirable. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I freaking love this so much though. Like I really, 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 really do because I feel like 
so we hear about boundaries so much and I think it makes people really rigid sometimes. So I love this concept, having a boundary so that I have more fun, you know, that I bring absolutely Heather. Yeah. And I think sometimes too, people hear boundaries a lot about you need to be telling other people off. And I think <laughs> that's not the case. If anything, you might not say anything. You just might choose to spend your time differently and, right. and, and just kind of quietly in your own mind, set an intention to, to want to experience people who really love you, people who really want to be with you. I intend to attract people who really want to spend time with me. And that can be a powerful shift in your own mind, in your own energy without having to outwardly do much of anything. And I think play with that. For those of you listening, and that's an experience, play with, you know, I want to attract people who want to genuinely be with me and see what happens. setting that intention. Yes, put that energy out there. Now, you said you gave practical tips and things like that. Is this in your book, the Chiron? Yeah, class? there are. Like for every placement of Chiron, there's about five or six specific takeaway steps and then five or six specific mantras, affirmations that you can work with in changing your thoughts about yourself and your belief system. Wow. So basically the way that I'm picturing it too is like your book is like a, I don't want to say a one-stop shop, but it does have a lot of that that you need, including, you know, finding your placement and then learning about what that means to you and then some steps to help feel better with it, to maybe even heal from it. Absolutely. 100%. Because I, I spent almost four years researching and writing and really integrating, excuse me, astrology is the diagnostic point where's your Chiron? What is this even about? The beginning chapters of the book, I set up creating the container for change and you're the container. We're a vessel. And it's about setting aside time, getting a journal, maybe 20 minutes a day, every few days, because the book is, it's, it prompts you to get introspective and think about times in your life, both when you felt loved and times when you didn't. And what are the meanings you made about yourself? And so I walk you through this process of self-reflection to be able to really create some lasting changes in your life and the ways that you want to. Oh my gosh, I just love this. And I wanted to get it before this podcast interview, but I wasn't able to. Yeah. I feel like I'll like send you one. A book. It's like, yeah, oh, totally, yes. totally, 100%. And I'm actually the audio, I'm the audio book narrator. So I narrated my own book on Audible or wherever the audio book is, which is a really one of the best experiences of my life to really speak to you about this material that I spent about four years with and really understanding some of the struggles that that you go through and feel and how it affects you and and how we want to change those effects. And it's not by cutting ourselves off from our emotions. It's being really self-forgiving, really empathetic towards ourselves, that forgiveness is for you first and foremost. And because I was always taught forgiveness is for someone else. So it was like a memo, like, no, this is for me. Like, instead of being so harsh and critical, I can forgive what I did in that moment and know there are going to be so many opportunities to do it differently. And what do I need to be able to do that for myself? Oh my gosh. Yes. And it's so funny today. I messed up and long story short, my husband was sick and I accidentally locked him out of his computer. And now it's going to be this big process to get him unlocked. That's going to be very inconvenient on him and I can't help him out. And I just remember like beating myself up all morning and being like, Oh, I can't wait for him to wake up because he needs to release me from this guilt. And that's when I was like, Heather, 
you need to mm-hmm. release yourself from this guilt. You mm-hmm. need to forgive yourself. And yeah, sure enough, when he woke up, you know, it doesn't, doesn't even matter what his, his, um, ex, you know, he actually was really nice about it. But I'm saying is that it didn't matter if he was not. It was me that really you, needed yes. to, to heal myself and forgive me. And so I'm like, but you know what I did? And I'm not yeah. sure how you feel about this, but what's that? I, I, I did kickboxing. That's awesome. Moving my energy when I'm mm-hmm. stuck in that emotion, when I'm stuck in it, it's like, okay, I got to move this energy around. I can't be, especially if you're in your own head and you're beating yourself up. Yes, it can help whatever. to change, to move your body and yeah. release those emotions and shift your brain, literally. Yes. And feel powerful that. and strong again. Yes. And good about it. yourself. See, 100% now. Oh my gosh, I love this vibe. Now, Me too. I have, I have some questions because I feel, anyways, and I know this, that you've worked with lots of people mm-hmm. on this. Have you noticed like a significant change like in their life when they have noticed their Chiron and then maybe have worked to heal it? Like, do you see that effect that it has? I do. I notice that people and myself included things you really start to know and feel like I, I can handle life that whatever comes up, whatever I create, whatever I create intentionally or whatever I create by default or whatever my interaction and engagement with others creates between us and I'm going to be able to handle it. Like you start to feel this sense of mastery and, and like, I'm, I can handle life. I can handle myself. I can handle people. I can handle business. Like you just start to feel really kind of that strong adult self that, that we all want to feel and that's able to be consistent and also authentic. And you know when you need to take some time out as well, if your intuition is kind of nudging you, like you're feeling really tired, you're feeling really edgy or emotional, that you're able to say, hey, like I'm not, I'm going to pass on that and, and learn how to conserve your energy and really listen to your intuition, which I think is key. How do you feel about that, especially being who you are as a psychic medium? I can actually see a lot of my journey playing out where I have heals and I'm like, okay, I remember when I wasn't like this and I am like this now. And then I can also see a lot of like my readings too, with people going through that. And some of us, I feel are still at the beginning stages of like, okay, I need my first steps. And then there's also some of us too, that I feel are like, okay, we just have a couple more, maybe not even a couple, but it seems like we have a few more things that we really need to heal before we get to that place where we want to be. Yeah. Yeah. So if that makes sense. And then I have another question too. So you kind of just touched upon it. And that was our birth charts, our Chiron, all that stuff where it really helps us, you know, with our life and almost like it's a little blueprint in a way. Mm-hmm. But you said that it's maybe not written in stone that we can still manifest within this. Or how does the manifesting work in creating with intention work when some of the things are written in the stars? Well, I say 100%. And again, we wrote those things in the stars. And this is my experience. This is what I've been shown. So again, I invite you in my book, take what works and leave the rest, adapt it to your own framework. But we are we are free will thinkers and we have the ability to learn throughout our lifespan and change our beliefs. Something I, I thought was true in 10th grade, certainly there's a lot of those things that aren't true now based on the life. I've lived so we can 100% change out our thoughts, create new beliefs, and start to live more of a life we want. And I think that's what makes life so exciting. We're always growing and evolving. And so be open to that. And even in others, like allow others to grow 
the ones that you're close to and to change and evolve. We're like this evolving work in progress. I don't know. To me, that's really beautiful. Yes. So you, we can manifest like how they say like, oh, we can manifest all this. We're always manifesting actually, Heather, every moment we're manifesting because we're always emanating, vibrating a a signal, so to speak, an emotional signal based on how we're feeling. And we know our thoughts can sometimes be congruent with our emotions. And sometimes our thoughts are at odds with our emotions. And that's when we have some friction in life where you feel one way, but say something else. And there's a whole bunch of that. Sometimes we might not feel safe or secure to speak what you really think or feel, depending on environments you're in, people you're with. It's most significant for you to know what you believe and what you think. And that's what signal you're emanating that then brings back like this feedback loop of Notice what text message you get, messages you get. Notice who's calling you to hang out. Notice what happens when you're at the store. Because sometimes I'm in a good feeling place and I go to a store and this happened once recently where a person was rude and I started to feel reactive. And I was like, I wonder how that happened, like how I drew that out of them. And, you know, sometimes a cigar is a cigar, as Sigmund Freud said, you don't have to think too much about it. But there are other times where it's like, I wonder, you know, might I have been feeling edgy or usually it's like I'm feeling impatient and I'm acting polite, but my energy is kind of like impatient and there's a disconnect there. And I think people feel more of the impatience versus the polite outer talking you might be doing. So for me, it's like, maybe just be more authentic. Hey, I'm in a hurry. Can you do this for me in this time frame? you know, or not? And I'm happy to reschedule. And that would have probably gotten a more positive response than the one that I got. So just, it can be fun to just kind of see how you feel and what you're getting. And you can kind of begin to understand that reciprocal relationship. Yes. And you're talking about even with what you're getting, not even just within your family and your friends, but even just like out, like uh, the cashiers that are helping you and those kinds of things. I think maybe in a way that might be even easier (laughs) than sometimes with your family, because if you're the only one that the cashier goes off on, you know, like why didn't they go off on these other people? And I have like a little feedback on that because it's kind of funny now since as I'm like marinating a lot of what you're talking about. And so I have my job and I swear, like I'm going crazy because people are not understanding what I'm saying. Is that not crazy with what you were talking about with where my Chiron is with being misunderstood? Yeah. I'm literally going insane. And I keep on talking to everybody that's in my life because I am like, how are they not knowing what I am saying? Like, I feel like I'm speaking gibberish. I feel like I'm the only one that knows what in the world is going on. I'm the only one that understands this basic information. I was like, and I feel like the idiot because I'm like, Mm. I literally, I'm like, I feel like the idiot because I'm the only one that has this knowledge. (laughs) And so it's so funny because that's like playing out on my day-to-day life now. And it's so funny to notice like, oh yeah, my Chiron is actually reflecting that. Well, I think if you haven't already to possibly slow down and it can help to ask people and again, so in the interactions, like, Hey, what are you, what did you hear me say? Or what are you hearing? What Because sometimes the same thing is spoken and it's like apples to one person and oranges to another. And it's so interesting to me. Like, how did how could that be interpreted in so many ways? But but maybe at some level, that's what's happening. And it might be curious to ask them, like, what are you hearing or how can we come on the same page? 
about this because I'm not I'm not feeling like we're on the same page with it. And I'd, I'd really like to be. Oh my gosh. Yes. I wrote that down too, because, um, and I'm, I'm saying this because I feel like other people who are listening right now can really like understand and also resonate with what I'm saying. Like they can actually understand it. And I was on this other call, same person driving me nuts and I use my <laughs> intuition yeah. and like on accident, because then all of a sudden I wasn't with so many people. It was almost like a one-on-one and that's when I felt the energy and I was like, Oh, I get it. She doesn't know what she's doing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes. And then I had such empathy and sympathy totally. for her. And then I'm like, Heather, maybe instead of coming across as so rash and, you know, like feeling like everybody's so ridiculous and coming across with that energy, maybe if you come across differently, almost kind of like with what you said, you know, why am I getting this reply? And then really having you know, thinking about it, letting it marinate, slowing down, like what you said, and then you'll see maybe why you are drawing that out of somebody kind of like how you were talking about that, because I was maybe being too rash, maybe too, too quick. I forget that I talk fast. (laughs) So, and you're a fast thinker. And I wonder if sometime a person might be a little behind you. And I don't think anybody, I think it'd be hard for people to admit that, that they might need to ask you something clarifying because they're not quite up to speed. And so it's, it's coming out as a misattunement because they're not, they're not up to speed, but they might have a hard time asking you to help them with that. Sorry. I am laughing just so hard just because that's my husband 100% because he lives with me every single day and I talk as fast as possible with him all of the time. And then whenever, whenever he looks at me and says, Hey, can you repeat that? I didn't get it. I used to, not so much anymore, but I used to be like, what? Why don't you understand me? Why do you right. have slow hearing? <laughs> you know? Right. And so I just think that is like so funny. And so, so many of us can just think about like our little quirks and little things that we have and then seeing like how that is even playing out in our everyday life. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. I feel like this is also like a therapy mixed with astrology. It is. With you, but with like the whole Chiron. And- and with philosophy and with taking personal responsibility, which is really, I think, how we can feel empowered, regardless of what's happened to us, that when we make it our responsibility to heal it, to change, to grow, to be happy, that's when we can really shift out of feeling stuck. Wow. See, I think it's so true. And now I have a question about you now. Yeah. You said that you were like a psychotherapist and you wrote this book. It's amazing. Like big, Thank big you. things are going on with you. So do you still work with people? Or I what do. I love situation? working with people. I really love being a therapist. I worked less seeing people towards the last year or so writing my book because I needed the time to edit. But now that that's done and it's totally out and finished, I love working with people. And I'd love to work with your audience, Heather. If y'all email me, book a session online, and then let me know it's through Heather, through your podcast, The Spiritual AF Life. You can get half off a first session by Zoom, phone, or FaceTime, or half off a monthly unlimited kind of therapy. Like I remember, and this is going to sound odd, but in high school, like a drink till you drown thing, you know, for like 25 cents at a bar, this is like as much therapy as you want for one price. So half off that too. And if they mention you and your show. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you. That is just no, such a you're sweet welcome. treat. I love working I, with people. Yes. I am just giving you so much like love right now. Thank, thank you for you. that. And I'm receiving it. Thank you. And I, the, the monthly thing, I'm just really curious. The monthly therapy, is that like working with a group? 
No, it's working with me individually. So say if you're like going through something, it's like, oh my gosh, like I need to text you or do you have five minutes or just leave a voicemail about something and I'll get back to you as soon as I can just to kind of, instead of a scheduled 45 minute session that you know is coming up next week, you can just reach out anytime during the month to be able to touch base and work on something. This is really good if, if you're going through a change that it's like a month of access to, to not have to wait for that scheduled appointment. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. I used to, um, you know, I love working with like psychotherapists as well, who are very spiritually and open-minded like this because it's just so refreshing. I think it also really helps the healing process. Me too. And so I don't want to let you go, but before we do, do you have any last, um, like golden nuggets? Is there any, if one person did one thing today after hearing this conversation, what would you think that you would want them to do? No, it goes back to what you just shared moments ago about in that scenario of feeling misunderstood and you tuned into your intuition and got the clarity. I would really encourage you all listening to, to start to identify and learn more about your intuition, where you feel your inner knowing of people, places, and things. If it's kind of like a quiet thought in your mind or kind of an image you might see instead, or if your hair kind of stands up when you know something's right on for you, I just really encourage you to start to tune in to this beautiful intuition that is given to us as a guidance system of where to go left and right and talk to and not. And instead of overriding it with the things we were taught, like being a good kid and playing on the playground with everyone, no, like there are people you're meant to really resonate with and others you don't. And that's, that's okay. Just like to really start to listen to yourself and follow your intuition and see how that serves you. Oh my gosh. I love it. It's the best golden nugget ever. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. I think that is such a beautiful message to leave off on. And I cannot wait to um, talk to you again. And everybody, the links are in the show notes. If you want to make Lisa your new BFF, because I know that she's definitely on my list now. Thank you. And I'd love to have you on my podcast, All Things Therapy, later this year. Yeah. And then, Brashy, you know what? I am going to put the links in the show notes, but just in case anyone is listening, tell us verbally um, what your website is, what your pop- podcast, all that. Sure. All the links to my podcast, book, et cetera, are at nolatherapy.com, N-O-L-A therapy.com. And it stands for New Orleans, Los Angeles Therapy, the two places I live. Oh, perfect. Thank you so much again, Lisa, for Thank having you, me Thank you, Heather. On. You're awesome. Thanks for tuning in to the Spiritual AF Life podcast. You'll find all the links to resources and more in the show notes. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss out on the incredible episodes that are coming up.